You're listening to The Royally Made, a different kind of podcast helping you grow in power, purpose, and grace. Let's see what it really means to be a royal daughter. Hello there, and welcome back to The Royally Made Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about how to prepare your heart for Mr. Right. I know a lot of times we read blog posts and podcasts and see articles that are all about how to avoid the wrong guy or how to know if the guy you're dating is the one that you're supposed to marry. But there's one thing that I think we neglect to talk about in Christian circles especially, and that is how to actually prepare yourself for when the right guy does come along. Because if you're trusting God for your future husband, he is going to show up one day and then Are you going to be ready for him? Have you prepared yourself? Are you ready for marriage? Are you going to mess everything up through your insecurities? There's so many questions that we have. And today I want to talk about four different things that I think will really help you prepare your heart for that relationship when it comes. So whether you're single and you know you want to get married someday, or whether you're in the dating scene and you're trying to figure out if this guy's the one or if that guy's the one, or if you're engaged and you're getting ready to marry Mr. Right, or even if you're in those first few years of marriage and all of a sudden you've woken up to the reality of what marriage really looks like and you're like, wow, I really need to fix my heart in some areas. So I think these four things are going to help you no matter what area of the marriage journey you are in to help prepare your heart and soften your heart to have the best marriage possible and to do everything you can to be the woman God has already created you to be so you can walk into this chapter of your story well. So for me and Jeff, our story is quite intricate and I won't share everything on this podcast episode, but Uh, we both kind of went through a struggle. And if you want to know more about that, uh, we actually just recorded a video. I'll link to it below. But Jeff and I were both guests on someone's show on a Testimony Tuesday, and we shared our story of how we got together and decided to get married. And Jeff shared his perspective, and I shared mine. And some things that we kind of had to deal with on our own before we were able to come together. And so if you're interested in that, then make sure you check out that video. I'll link to it in the description But for us, and for me especially, I had to kind of go on a journey with God before I was able to be confident in actually marrying Jeff and dating him and being with him and knowing that he was the the guy that God had for me. There was a lot of work God had to do on my heart. For a long time, I just saw Jeff as a friend. We were actually friends for probably about three years before he even told me how he felt about me. So this definitely was not my fault. Um, But then after he told me his feelings, we went on our first date and at the end of the date, I couldn't make that, that cross over into the dating relationship versus the friendship zone. And so I told him I just wanted to be friends and I know that devastated him. But um, what's funny is right after that, we actually started working together. And so that brought all of its unique challenges with it as well. And once we started working together, we would go through almost like this dance of getting to know each other more, getting close again, having conversations, and we get so close that Jeff would bring it up again. Hey, I know you like me and I like you, so what's going on? And I would say, oh, no, 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 you know, we're just friends. And I kind of backtrack a little bit and I couldn't tell him I wanted a relationship, but I couldn't tell him that I didn't either. I was in this weird funk of, of knowing what I wanted, but also not knowing what I wanted and being almost too afraid to make a decision because I was so scared I was going to make the wrong decision. My heart was so full of fear and uncertainty that I couldn't 
even think clearly. I was almost expecting someone else to make the decision for me, which is crazy. But anyway, this all culminated seven months later when Jeff came into my office and we had another long conversation and he ended up telling me, I love you and I can't just be your friend anymore. And then he leaves and I was like, what the heck? What do you you mean dropping that bomb on me and then leaving? And I was so confused and it happened to be Friday afternoon. And so I was driving home to see my parents that weekend. They were living in uh, a couple hours away up in the mountains at the time. And I remember driving in my car just in complete shock of what Jeff just said. No guy had ever told me that he loved me. Um, and I also knew he meant it. And I think that's what kind of scared me. And so I'm driving home and I'm looking at the mountains as I'm driving by them because that's what I do when I talk to God. And I remember just crying out to God, just saying, I don't know what to do. I'm so confused. I know I care about him, but I don't know what the right thing to do is. I'm just so uncertain. And in that moment, I felt God ask me, he said, you know that I believe you're worth pursuing, right? And I said, well, yeah, I know that you feel that way about me, of course. And then he said, so why can't you believe that Jeff feels that way about you too? And in that moment, I realized that I had let all my past relationships dictate how I viewed Jeff that I was so terrified of getting rejected because I had been rejected many times before that I was unable to see how the right guy had finally come along and he actually was pursuing me and he was pursuing me a lot and he loved me and he wanted to be with me. Everything I'd ever wanted was right in front of me, but my fear was starting to take over and it was keeping me from the happiness that I had wanted for years. And this is the very first thing that I wanted to share with you about what you need to do to prepare your heart for the right guy is what I learned in that moment right then. And that is you have to find value in yourself. And the only way you're going to find value in yourself is if you understand God's love for you and understand how much he sees you. It was in that moment that I realized that God loved me so much That he not only had good things in store for me, but he was intimately involved in every detail of my life. I knew in my head that he loved me and that he, you know, would provide a husband eventually, but it kind of seemed like he was checking in on me every now and then. Whereas this revelation had to be more of, no, he is intimately involved in every detail of my life, including how I feel, protecting my heart, making sure that the guy who sees me sees me as valuable just like he does. In Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39 in the New Living Translation, it says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, nor our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love how it says, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Whether you're dealing with fears of today, you know, is he the one? Is he not the one? Am I doing the right thing? How far am I supposed to go? Does he really like me? Is he going to leave me? Am I going to end up alone? All of these fears that you're facing today are no match for God's love. And when you allow God's love to come in, it completely casts away these fears. 
nor our fears for t- or our worries about tomorrow. You know, maybe you're, you're wondering if you're ever going to get married and you're like, God, what's going on? I don't know what is happening. I don't know what the future holds. When you get a revelation of how much God loves you and how intimately he is involved in your life, then these fears have no power over you. And you're able to move forward in faith in God's love, which is stronger than any fear that the enemy can hold against you. And until I got to the point where I valued myself and I understood how much God loved me, I was willing to pursue what God had for me versus what I was able to manage on my own and what I was able to, um, to settle for, you know, if you don't see value in yourself, then you'll start settling, you know, you'll start laying down your values. You'll start laying down the things you really want because you want to keep this guy and you want to keep him in your life and you don't want him to get upset and you don't want him to leave you. That's not someone who values themselves. But when you understand how much God values you, it keeps you from compromising in all of these other areas so that you can move forward in confidence and not in confusion. So the second thing that I want to share about how to prepare your heart for Mr. Right is you need to get a higher perspective on your marriage. And this just kind of builds right on that first point. It's not about you compromising to get what you think you want, but you need a different perspective when it comes to a relationship. And that's what I needed. I was seeing it through the lens of all of my failures and everything that I could get right now and what my friends talked about relationships and how the world viewed relationships. I needed a different perspective. You know, when you go to Disney World and you see uh, the parades that they have with all the characters and the floats and they're just amazing and they roll down Main Street, picture yourself as a little girl trying to view this parade, but you're not in the front row. You're in the, the fourth or fifth row back and you're having to look through all of the adult's legs and trying to capture little glimpses of what this parade might look like. And what you see is you see the street and you see people's shoes and you see the bottom of the float where their wheels are touching the ground and you see the legs of the dancers and you're catching just glimpses of what their costumes might look like. That's what it's like when you're trying to figure out your relationships and figure out your marriage without God's perspective. You're not able to see what God really has in store for you. But what happens when a father reaches down and puts his little girl on his shoulders and lifts her up so that she can see above the crowd and see the parade as a whole? She sees the characters. She sees the princesses. She sees the floats in all their glory, the dancers and their costumes and how it all fits together and goes perfectly with the music to bring her an experience that she couldn't have on her own. And I would encourage you that this is what God is wanting to do with you in your relationships and in your marriage or in your future marriage. He's saying, no, 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 stop, stop worrying about all of these little details. Stop asking yourself, you know, how, how far is too far? Where's the line in Christian dating? How much of my body do I need to send a guy in order to keep him? You know, how far am I supposed to go? Those are the wrong questions. And if you're asking yourself those questions and these are things that you're thinking about, then you don't have the right perspective. You're down there on the ground looking at the wheels of the float. You need to allow your Father God to put you on His shoulders and lift you up to a higher perspective so that you can see the parade and see what's going on, see your life in all of its fullness in the full way that God wrote for you to live your life. 
And when you do that, you won't get so caught up in the mundane things that, that get us to compromise and get us to feel confused and get us to be in fear. But you'll be able to see your life, your marriage, your purpose, the work he has for you to do on this earth. It will all make one big picture so that when you do meet the right person and the right guy does come along, you're able to compare visions and you're able to team up for something bigger than yourself. And then your marriage becomes about something so much bigger than who I want to jump into bed with, right? Your marriage becomes about something so much bigger. And that is what is going to help you through all of the difficult times ahead because your marriage and your life is based on a vision that God has given you. Galatians 1.10 in the NIV says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. If you want to live your life for God, if you want to live the adventure that he has waiting for you, then you can't stay on the ground looking through people's legs at the parade. You need to let him lift you up and give you a higher perspective so that your life isn't full of living for other people's opinions, but your life is based on something so much bigger. So the third thing that you need to do in order to start preparing your heart for your future marriage or the marriage that you've just entered into is to grow your sensitivity to God's voice. You know, there's a lot of voices in this world and they're all very loud. I don't know if you've noticed, but I feel like the voices in this world, whether it's Hollywood or politics or just people that I see, I like the culture right now is just to be very loud. The louder you are, the more respect you get, even though that's rarely the case. But if you're going to grow your heart and sensitivity towards God, you're going to have to be intentional about what voices you're listening to. Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. And too often we want to make our, our relationship with God or our Christianity religious and we want to fill it with steps one through 10 about how to get a spouse or steps you know, one through eight about how to be a confident woman. And not that those things are bad in and of themselves, but you can't write out your Christian faith based on steps and phases. You can't take out Christ from Christian, right? You can't compromise a relationship with God for a religious set of rules. And it's the same thing when it comes to preparing your heart. We, we pray all our lives, oh God, you know, lead me to the right guy. Let me know if this is the right guy I'm supposed to marry. How do I navigate, you know, getting dating and getting engaged and getting married? How do I know if I'm marrying the right person? God, show me. And yet you've never listened to his voice before in your life. You have to start practicing. You have to practice hearing the voice of God and discerning when he's speaking to you and what he's telling you. Discern when you have peace from the Holy Spirit and when you have a lack of peace. If you don't practice these things now, it's going to make it very difficult to know if you're hearing from God when it comes to, is Prince Charming finally arrived? I don't know. You got to learn how to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 in the New Living Translation says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. This verse has really been sticking out to me a lot lately, especially when it says, Seek his will in all you do. Going back to my story, the guys I dated before Jeff, I wasn't seeking God in all I did. Whenever I would date a guy, it was typically because he asked me out and I felt like I have to go out with him 
because what if another guy doesn't ask me, right? And it sounds silly, but that's exactly how I felt. And so I wasn't really pursuing God in my relationships. I had a relationship with God, but I wasn't seeking his will for me in this area of my life. I was still praying, God, show me my husband, show me my husband, but I wasn't asking if this guy was my husband because I think I knew the answer was no. And so I didn't want to hear no, and so I just kind of wouldn't ask. And then I'd get dumped, and then I'd go, God, what's going on, what's going on? And he was right there to pick up the pieces and to love me and to to heal my heart and to guide me through it, but I did that to myself. I didn't have to do that. I wasn't seeking God's will in everything I did, and so I wasn't sure which path to take. In the Passion Translation, it says it this way, Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on Him to guide you and He will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with Him in everything you do and He will lead you wherever you go. Or it says He will cut a straight path before you. Wouldn't you like a straight path cut before you where you just know this is exactly what I'm supposed to do? That is what God does when you give your heart to him fully because then you are able to renew your mind to what he is saying. Your heart becomes sensitive to what he is showing you and then you're able to make every decision in confidence because God is leading you in everything you do. You have to know that God cares about this part of your life. He doesn't want you just guessing and throwing yourself out there and making decisions based on emotions or other people's opinions. He, You can be confident in this part of your life, but you have to commit your ways to him. You have to seek his will in every area of your life, including your relationships. All right, the fourth and final thing that I want to encourage you with to prepare your heart now is to release the scars from past relationships. You know, I don't think I realized I did this because I wouldn't consider myself, um, and I wouldn't have considered myself a very wounded person with a dark past. You know, I've lived a pretty good life, and even though I've gone through some difficult seasons and I've been dumped and I've had bad things happen with guys that at the time especially felt truly terrible, you know, I really haven't ever seen myself as, oh, I'm so wounded. And yet I didn't realize it. But going back to the story with Jeff, when I was talking to God about him, I realized I was punishing the right guy for all of the wrong guys. I was taking everything that my past boyfriends and relationships everything that they had done to me and how I, I realized I couldn't trust them and, and they eventually found something they didn't like about me and kind of all of the, the wounds I had gathered from those past relationships, I was now punishing Jeff for that. I, I wasn't even giving him a chance because I thought, no, 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 you say you love me now, you say you want to be with me now, but I know based on past guys that eventually you're going to find something you don't like and you're going to leave me just like they did. And I wouldn't have said that that's what I thought, but that's exactly what I was doing. And that's why you can't allow these scars and these wounds and these hurts from past relationships, whether it's guys, whether it's your parents, whether it's siblings or just what other people have said or teachers that have hurt you, you can't allow those to, to stay in your heart because you're going to end up punishing the right guy for them. Victims don't move forward. And if you want to move forward in your life, if you want to live out a life full of adventure and purpose and power, if you want to get married someday and find the right guy and and have an amazing marriage, then you cannot hold on to the past. 
If you want to move forward in life, if you want to live a life of adventure and power and purpose and have an amazing marriage, then you cannot live with a victim mentality because victims cannot move forward. It's impossible for them. They're constantly living in the past. And anytime they have an opportunity to move forward, the victim mentality says, no, no, no. Here's why I can't move forward. Here's why I must stay here. And so if you're looking to move forward in your relationships, to move forward in your life, to get to the next chapter, to write it well, then you need to get rid of the victim mentality and you need to let God heal those scars and heal those wounds that have been inflicted on you from the past relationships. Philippians 3, 13 through 14 in the Passion Translation says, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. You know, I've run two half marathons at Disney World um, in the last few years, and they're incredibly fun. If you ever want to do it, I highly encourage you to do it. But one thing is you get to actually run through the parks and run through Cinderella's castle and it's incredible. But one thing they also do is they have characters over on the side of the the racetrack and they'll have pirates of the Caribbean. They'll have some princesses and princes and they'll have a few different characters kind of there and you can go line up and you can take your picture with them. And of course it takes time away from your runtime. And what happens is a lot of people start lining up and you have to wait a really long time. We'll be running past these characters and there's a huge line of people waiting just to take a picture with them while they're on their run and it got me thinking that this is kind of what it's like when you live with a victim mentality right Paul's saying I run the race I'm going I'm I'm reaching for the prize but when you look off to the side and you get distracted by oh no but this is what this person did to me this is why I can't move forward this is why I deserve to feel like this this is why I'm right and they're wrong this is why I deserve to have this scar it's a part of me it's just like getting out of the race and going and lining up to take a picture with a character you're wasting time and you're not going to finish the race and what happens is when you spend all your time over on the sidelines complaining and giving yourself reasons for why you can't move forward guess who are the kind of guys you find you find the kind of guys who are also on the sideline and who are complaining about their lives and complaining about why they're the victim and why everyone else has wronged them and those are the kind of guys you're gonna find and I promise you that's not the kind of guy that you want to end up with because it might feel good to have someone who complains just as much as you do at first because you kind of feed each other in your victim mentality eventually they will turn against you and you will turn against them and eventually you will see each other as the reason why you're the victim And that is not a healthy marriage. But when you stay the course and you don't get distracted and you move forward, you drop the the victim mentality, you drop the scars and you drop the wounds and you run the race set before you, pretty soon you're going to look over and there's going to be someone else running their race. And that's who you want to link arms with. That's who you want to run this race on this earth with. It's someone who has dropped their excuses, dropped their victim mentality, and they're running with purpose. And that's when you find the right guy. So I want to encourage you that all of these four things really come down to one key that I think is really the basis of everything when it comes to preparing your heart for the right guy. And that is you have to trust God. You absolutely have to trust God and it doesn't happen automatically. You can't just say, okay, God, I trust you. And then now your heart trusts God. 
No, you have to train your heart to trust God in this area because you've been training your heart not to trust him and you've been training your heart to protect itself and that is going to get you in a lot of trouble and get you you know with a lot of the wrong guys like it did me but if you follow these four tips and you begin to see yourself the way that God sees you and you begin to learn to how to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. You allow him to bring you up to that higher perspective of what your life and your relationships look like. And you release the scars and the wounds from past relationships. If you do that, then you will be ready when the right guy comes along. When Prince Charming finally arrives, you'll be able to give your whole heart to him. And you will be able to move forward into the next chapter of your life with confidence. And even even if you are already married and you're in those first few years of marriage and you're building your marriage with your new husband, these four things will keep your heart sensitive towards God so that you can hear what he's trying to tell you about your husband or about your relationship. Because once you say I do, it's not over. It's only just begun. And as soon as you get married, you become a threat to the kingdom of darkness because the enemy hates your marriage and he is going to do everything he can to get you in strife and to get you in competition with each other but when you follow these four tips you will not only build you will not only build your heart to where you are ready for your future marriage but you will be able to start building your marriage and strength so that you can have an amazing and healthy marriage have fun on this earth and be prepared especially for when mr right comes along so I hope that this encouraged you. I hope that this gives you some practical things to help prepare you for marriage that maybe you haven't heard yet. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you can get more. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember until next time that you are fearfully and royally made.